hello, hello. Good afternoon, good evening. Uh, wherever you are, thank you for joining once again to TechEd TV, bringing you the latest and the greatest in the startups, technology, and information technologies, and everything you want to learn on, on tech. Today is your lucky day because we have a super in interesting person, a friend, um, a football player, and an entrepreneur. So we have today Ray Levitt. How are you, Ray? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today, Edwin. Great, great. Like, usually you don't find a lot of football players or basketball players being entrepreneurs. Tell me your journey. When, when, when did you begin? But what, what was it? That, where did you play? Uh, I played football at FAU. Uh, that's what got me down to South Florida. I, I, you know, I'm originally from Jacksonville, so growing up, I'd come down to South Florida pretty often to visit my grandma, and I loved it down here. So when I had the opportunity to play football for Coach Stellenberger, I uh, came down to FAU. And uh, did you score any like big points uh, when you were? Actually, unfortunately, right when I became the starter, I, I had gotten hit by a drunk driver um, oh. and that knocked me out of football. So I, um, but that you know, one door closed, another door opened. I, I was in a bit of denial though because I had dreams and aspirations of going to the NFL as a as a kicker. Wow, wow, wow! That that's that's fantastic. But that, then that turned out right because you became a better like. A, well, not a better person, but an entrepreneur, right? Maybe. Yeah, actually, um, it, it's funny. You think your life is over and the world has ended. And uh, I, I got an opportunity to go work for a bank in Singapore, and that really opened my eyes to the, you know, the global business environment and all the opportunities that existed. And uh, but your background is in marketing and business. Is that right? Yeah. So I was studying international business, uh, marketing and small business entrepreneurship, small business management at FAU. And uh, I remember we met in what, 2011, maybe <sighs> 2012, maybe. Yeah, might have been around that time. Um, so, uh, you know, you know, when I was coming up with Evolux was actually when I was on that trip to Singapore. Okay. I had a fascination with private aviation, living in Boca, you know, you get the expensive cars, right here. you get the jets taking off. Actually, when we were in football practice, at like 5.30 in the morning, you know, Gulf streams are taking off, blowing like really? lost in our That's so awesome. Face. Yeah, it was cool, but at the same time, you couldn't breathe from the, <laughs> from the jet fuel exhaust. But uh, no, it was... Um, it, it was very motivating being down here, and um, and that love for private aviation, just being around it, um, made me really explore it. And sitting in the traffic of South Florida, um, you know, I really started to grow an obsession with vertical takeoff and landing roadable aircraft, uh, which now people call eVTOL. Right, um, right, right. But um, you know, flying cars have been the dream of many, and and I wanted to try to make that a reality. Uh, so I I really started to study private aviation and saw that the helicopter was actually the predecessor to that flying car, but the helicopter industry had a lot of um, market dynamics that really was inhibiting its growth and, right. and really needed some help to grow towards that future that we're now seeing come to fruition. Perfect, perfect. And tell me one more thing, uh, uh, Ray, like uh, what, do you, what do you see yourself on Evolux uh, in the future with the drones? I saw in the computer, Consumer Electronics Show, we're showing right now one of those drones we saw in the Consumer the, Electronics the, Shows. Sure. And there were many drones that were, were, were carrying people. It was no longer just to carry a camera and take some picture, but sure. taking humans just like a helicopter. Like a tell me tell me where your, your, your position will be for Evolux there. Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started building this business, we were really modeling uh, after Richard Branson, um, after uh, Falcon 1 or Burt Rutan, who, who put an aircraft in place for the Anzari X Prize to take man to space and come back with a reusable vehicle. I wanted to do the same thing with the flying cars that were on their way. I was like, man, let's get a fleet of those and start creating a flying car transport system. So that was always kind of the vision in the future was to build towards that. Tell me where do you see yourself and like well, your vision for Evolux 
now and into the future with those modes of transportation, vertical transportation. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the very first business plan for Evolux actually had a flying car on the cover <laughs> of, of the business plan. That was when I was in university. And at that time, people thought I was crazy, like flying cars, that doesn't <laughs> exist. And I'm like, I'm telling you, these, you know, vertical lift technology is on its way. And, you know, computer technology with stabilization systems and unmanned air vehicles and things like that that are on their way. Well, now they're here. Um, there's a big challenge. I think we're, we, we think it's right around the corner, um, but there's a lot of safety and history that goes into constantly iterating vertical lift aircraft. And so these helicopters that you're seeing today, um, a lot of the aircraft in the market, they've been around for a long time, but because they have the safety hi history and record. So the FAA is not gonna just open up the doors to let these into the airspace right away. It's gonna take rigorous, rigorous testing before it ever gets to a point where it can transport a man. However, there are other countries that have really been very lenient in this, uh, as you see in China and Dubai, that are allowing these type of technologies. So um, we're very aware of it and we're very interested in it, but we still think there's a big gap to taking, you know, uh, uh, I would say the technologies of helicopters that are flown by pilots um, to getting to that future. But um, I think it's gonna be very similar to autopilot with a pilot in place for a very long time before you see us just jumping in a vehicle uh, without no, 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 yeah, we'll be like the Jetsons then. It will, will, it will be a while, maybe a decade, two decades. Right, or right. Companies like Uber Elevate, they're promising it like it's tomorrow. And that's, you know, probably to build up investor interest. But um, but the reality is, is that you're going to need, you know, pilots that want to live to get that thing safely on the on the ground in case of an emergency. But right now, Evolux, where where where, where was that venture from Evolux when you, you, you began in the, uh, like helping in startups? That's how I met you when, when you sure. were in the EDC, in the Enterprise Developer Corporation. Mm -hmm. And uh, how do you segue from helping in startups to like, okay, I have my idea, let me build it and end up at the incubator for the Sikorsky incubator? Sure. So when I came back from Singapore and I was building the business plans for Evolux, um, there was really no business plan competition at FAU. And I took the product and service innovation courses and the business planning courses, and that's where it, we came up with the concept for the business. I was also a private jet broker at that time okay. and doing that side of the business. But um, when, I, when I had put the business together and met Scott Ellington, who ran the what's called FARTA, um, Florida Atlantic Research Development Authority, and Jane Teague, who ran the Enterprise Development Corporation of South Florida, they uh, offered me a free workspace in that technology business incubator for a couple years to get Evolux started and, and off the ground. So they gave me mentorship and a lot of things like that. And while I was there, I started doing side projects for them. Um, I had hosted a, a workshop. So that, that drunk driver that hit me and knocked me out of football, <laughs> yeah. I ended up getting that, that um, settlement. It was a very small amount, but I got a settlement. And I used that to hold a workshop where I brought down um, researchers from Georgia Tech Research Institute, Florida Atlantic University's College of Engineering and Computer Science, um, uh, Florida Tech, um, Boeing Phantom Works, uh, Petroleum Helicopter, and what we were doing was all of those parties participated in the movement of personnel and cargo around Atlanta during the 96 Olympic Games, but right. it was all done with phones and whiteboards. Right, right, right. And we were trying to understand that system for how they were using helicopters to get you know, products and goods and, and people around. Um, and we wanted to take that understanding and that, that system actually was submitted to the Vertical Flight Subcommittee of the FAA. It was done by them and it was called TARTNAS, Project TARTNAS, which was the tilt rotor and advanced rotorcraft, uh, rotorcraft in the national airspace system. So it was trying to understand that flying car VTOL that you're talking about. Right, right, right. How this can exist in the airspace that's really not digitized yet. 
So basically, Avolux is the solution for scheduling, pickup, and landing in uh, vertical helicopters or vertical vehicles. Uh, is that, that that's what Avolux pr primarily is, right? Sure. So out of that that uh, consortium that I put together, a three-day workshop. Um, what we came up with was the next generation non-interfering non vertiport operating system. We called it NG Nevos. And that was the beginning. And what, how, what was the first project that we could do to build that grand vision of helicopters coming and interfacing with the multimodal infrastructure that exists with planes and trains and all of that. Right. So um, out of that system, we said we need to build software around this, but we had a hard time winning grants. Um, and so we put together a small friends and family round and built the very first booking system for helicopters. That was like <laughs> our first step. Okay. And so we took the 17 helicopters that were here in South Florida and we created a booking system. It was very, you know, it, it was very simplistic of an app, but we got an app built. And with that app, I went and started sponsoring golf tournaments. And so we did the Allianz Championship here in Boca Raton. And from that, we landed a helicopter after the last putt dropped on the 18th hole uh, for a Grapes on the Green Wine event benefiting the Boca Raton Community Hospital. Wow. And so the money that was raised for that and the noise that was created, like, oh, it's the freaking Catalina wine mixer, like from Step Brothers. <laughs> Everybody had a good time with that. Okay. And um, what that did is it got some buzz created around the system we had built. And next thing you know, we're flying NASCAR drivers and pro, pro golfers by helicopter to get from the racetracks to their yachts and to get around South Florida and jump over the traffic. Um, that, and that was like the initial, they will say like version 1.0. Yeah, that, that was our prototype. And, and then you segue into Sikorsky now. Like, what's, what's what? Well, how do you get into Sikorsky? It sounds like a very prestigious uh, 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 incubator. Yeah. So, so to answer your previous question, though, we I was incubating Evolux and building that program okay. while I was offered that program management position with the EDC, the Enterprise okay. Development Corporation Technology Business Incubator. So I was there to help cultivate the startup startup ecosystem. So we had, you know, those six years that I was there, we did biotech conferences with all the major universities in the state. Um, so we did like stem cell research and all kinds of really cool technology that was emerging. Um, and then we also did the technology business showcase, which you actually presented. Right, 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 right. Um, and so I was helping coach the entrepreneurs with that. And I would do a lot of the um, the grading of the business plans and the, and the deal flow support for the New World Angels. And it really, you know, held Boca Bootstrapper tech meetups. We, we, we did a Startup Weekend, We remember? did a Startup Weekend yeah, together. That, so yeah. we, things to, you know, cultivate and be a catalyst in Boca for the tech startup scene. And uh, I think we had a pretty good run, with, but it actually evolved for what you have here. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I think there was a kind of like the segue from where we had mm -hmm. initially that I was a, a learner and I can be in a way, I came became the master without knowing that it was. And, <laughs> but the challenge happened, and and unfortunately things are, are working out. But but tell me more about you. Uh, but uh, that's what happened was when the, so I had submitted my business plan. Yes, you submitted to Sikorsky. Sikorsky, okay. So Sikorsky had this global entrepreneurial challenge. Right. And um, you know, since I was so focused on vertical lift, um, perfect I, match. I, I was trying to find. I said, hey, you know what? These operators, they have no money. They're right. they're, they're liquidating their fleet. This was also during an economic crash. Oh was yeah, happening. was the 2010 crash? 2008, right? 9, 10. It was right, around right, that time right. period. And Dayjet had actually moved into the research park, who was founded by Ed Yakabuchi, who founded Right, Citrix. right, right. So what happened to them? Well, so he, they were trying to be the operator and the aggregator and the uh, technology. Nah, they too many things. They yeah. tried to be too many things at once and grow too fast, which is what they were used to. And they had the funding. I mean, he raised eighty-seven million dollars. <laughs> wow! But the problem is, is he invested in the Eclipse Five Hundred and he had the delivery position for that. Which oh. the avionics were a new avionics system um, with Microsoft, and it failed. And the delivery of the aircraft didn't get brought in in time. And the 
you know, it was crashing. They had raised membership, right, and right. it just was a, it was a big problem. So um, they had a lot of promise, and they showed how you could aggregate people on seat fl- uh, uh, flights by the seat, mm-hmm. and it could be comparable, if not cheaper, than flying commercial. And it, they were focusing on routes that the airlines were not really focused on. They were kind of underservicing routes like here to Gainesville, here to Jacksonville, here to right. Orlando, those type of short flights. Because the airlines, they have to fill these huge airplanes. Right. And they need enough demand to do those routes. Yeah, they will never go from here to Gainesville. They will never go from here to Jacksonville. They'll right. And you might have a small regional that will do it, and it's just not as frequent as people would like it, right? So right, right, right. The one to seven hour drive time is a wide open space that needs to be focused on. And at that time, I was still very focused on helicopters because I believe in the vertical lift. Right. Um, so anyways, I, I, I put our business plan, it was like a Hail Mary to Sikorsky because I figured who has the most to benefit other than the operators, the manufacturers. Right. The manufacturers are always, you know, they, they've grown their businesses on government contracts to build military aircraft. Right. The commercial space, they don't really care. They have a few billionaires that want to own helicopters. Great, we'll build an executive aircraft. But I was trying to show them how we could grow the executive market. Right. In the charter market. Right. And now they have a, a much bigger market to go after with that that fleet of aircraft. And and tell me and now where where is Evolux? So we, we understand where you're coming from, f- from a football player to an entrepreneur, program manager for the EDC, creating entrepreneurship ecosystem in South Florida. Yep. Now you're a Zikorsky and what happened after that? Yeah, so they they were like, Hey, um, you're in the top three. I was going up against a company out of Australia, San Francisco, Germany. And these companies were way further ahead than what we had. Right. Um, and when they said, hey, Ray, you're our winner. And I was like, wait, what? They required me to move up to Connecticut. I, and I, I know. You moved. Yeah. And when I moved, that was like saying goodbye to the tech ecosystem and everything. And you kind of took the reins from there. But um, when I was up there, you know, they wanted to put me through this year-long incubator process, which really was me being put in this big, beautiful office <laughs> and, you know, videos of me. And it was a lot of PR to kind of show the innovation right. that they were doing. But it really wasn't the level of support we were hoping for. Um, and they actually ended up getting acquired by Lockheed Martin halfway through us being up there. <laughs> so we didn't even get the funding we were supposed to get. And I uh. burned through my savings and really took that entrepreneurial leap and had a hard landing. But what it forced me to do is go out and pitch angel groups around New York City, um, bring a team together. And we were able to get a small amount of money, about $200,000 to, to take that prototype system and build a, you know, a more beta system. Um, and th- and that's something that you actually I, I saw some of, on, on your on, on some of your posting where you were having actual customer you had a lot of customers you reach certain amount of sales I think you actually had everything uh, uh, working yeah so we actually through a partnership with BMW iVentures who is looking at us as an investment portfolio company they had uh, connected us with Rolls Royce Motor Cars who was launching a, um, a, a power perfection driving event. Right. And their customers, they already have everything. So what can you offer them that you know they don't already have? So they wanted to get their prospective clients and their existing clients in a car on a track to show them the new sporty Wraith or the Ghost Ooh, or the okay. Phantom or the Dawn that was coming out. Right. Um, how do we do that when, when no one wants to drive two hours to get to a track and then drive for four hours and drive two hours back? They don't have that whole day to just waste on that. Right. So when they saw what we had with the booking system for helicopters, it was a perfect match to create fly and drive track events. So we did successfully five fly and drive track events all across the country in LA, Palm, Be- Palm Beach, uh, Miami, um, up in New York. And um, from that, we learned our business model of event- event-based travel with helicopters. You could right. do like six to 18 helicopter flights a day instead of one-off charters being booked through the system. So it was, wow. it, it was a really cool way for us to learn our business model using our, our technology platform. And, and now that you're, you're having this uh, comeback to South Florida, because obviously you're back, 
tell us more about the you're revamping your management team, you're revamping your app, your platform, yep. you're working on new things. T tell our audience what, what's going on. Yeah, so I mean, there's been a lot that's happened between the Rolls Royce days and this. Um, we we expanded our platform to being not just helicopters. We we brought on prop planes because a lot of times the the economics of a helicopter doesn't make sense, or right. you don't necessarily need to land vertically somewhere. Right. Um, so the natural evolution of this was adding prop planes, amphibious aircraft, okay. light jets up to heavy jets, and and what we had created in our technology wasn't just a booking system, but we had invented a way, an FAA compliant way to uh, allowed people to crowdsource flights, private right. charters. Okay. So they become one customer. That one customer's already been quoted. They know what their price is. And then they go to that operator as one customer to the flight. It's like a, flight. in a very simplified way. It's like an Uber X or Uber to Uber X type of for planes in a, in a very simplified way, right? Right, Uber pool. Uber pool, right? But but Uber didn't really exist when we first no, started No, 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 of course, yeah. of course. That, and and yeah. this is different different regulatory compliance uh, problems here because you're, yep. you're dealing with the FAA. I don't think it's, it's that easy. Sure. But in terms of the management team, there is anyone that you, you have recruited any, any more people? Yeah, so so actually the, the team has evolved. Um, you know, it's gone Know, through its cycle, we actually had a really bad year in 2019. You know, we had uh, one of our partners in Chicago um, who passed away. We became the reservation system for Vertiport Chicago, which is a heliport in downtown okay. Chicago. Wow. And that partnership was great, but we had a lot of turbulence with that. And then one of our best pilots, you know, he had passed away. So 2019 was a, a tough year. We lost some revenues and things like that. So um, I had, you know, when, you know, when when things are kind of down and out, you're trying to figure out a way to reconfigure. Um, this year, you know, with COVID. We had a lot of flights that are, it's normally our Bahamas season, flying people to the Bahamas. Right, right. Th that got cut. So yeah. we lost all of those revenues. Right. And so through all this, though, we kind of emerged with a new management team. Um, I had I had reconnected with uh, Matt, Matthew Hudson. Right, right. Um, Which who, we knew. Who was one of our incubator tenants. Right, uh, right, right. That right. I brought in from FAU. We're going to bring Matt Hudson. Matthew, you're watching. Yeah. You're next. Yeah, yeah, so Matt, <laughs> Don't hide. <laughs> Matt's, got, Matt's got a lot of great energy, and, and, and he was kind of that – that partner that I had always needed and never really had, like right, somebody right, that's right. on my same level with really able to discuss complex I think you guys both connect very well. I see you guys in communication very, very well. When you're in a conference call, you guys uh, have mm -hmm. this uh, natural chemistry, which is key yep. for entrepreneurs. Sure. And I want to segue into uh, a little bit of your experience as an entrepreneur. Obviously, you have yep. quite quite a ride. What do you recommend to those entrepreneurs right now that are facing challenge? They're facing like because in your in your case you face one challenge, an accident. You are past that. You're mm -hmm. you're you're not oh in my accident, whatever. You're you're fine. I never heard you even complain about that ever. And I've known him for quite a while. You have a daughter, actually, yeah. right? So yep. it's it's a it's not a challenge, it's a blessing, but at the same time it's a big responsibility. It's a driver for sure. And you and you even have a dog and a girlfriend, right? So you have a yeah. you have a full life. Yeah. It's not that you're just working for Evolux twenty four seven or, or you married Evolux and your kids are helicopters. So right? it's like you have real human beings in the family. Yeah. Tell our entrepreneurs out there that they're watching you today, like something to motivate and to continue and not 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 be a, a weak. Well, you know, it, it, it's funny because it, there's for the first time ever, I felt like, man, am I supposed to just quit? <laughs> you know, and and there's been a lot well, of times. Everybody who has that thought, don't, 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 don't. But don't it took think. a long time right. for me to get to that point because I had multiple times where I could just shrug off the stresses. Right. And just plowed forward. And the more irons I put in the fire, something would hit and right. pull you out of that dip. And, right. and actually, there's an entrepreneur here in South Florida um, who's who's recently succeeded pretty well with his exit, John Duffy from 3CI Interactive. Right, right, right. John Duffy, he, right. Yeah, he gave a speech at FAU once or I don't I think it was FAU where he he was talking about 
entrepreneurship is a repetitive um, roller coaster ride where your job is to avoid near death experiences constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like, and is and I can I I, I can testify to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's times where you're down and out, and then something pulls you. Ooh, <laughs> something pulls you out of it, right? So it's, so it's like a, it's like a football game, right? Like you're 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 down maybe two touchdowns, but you're like. Even if you're always a chance, two minutes away, you always give it a shot. Like you did, like you you throw a hail mary for Sikorsky, yeah. and you score. Yeah, basically, and like, I just scored uh, one, and you score and one. Basically, yeah. that's so now now you're facing a, a, you're re restructuring your team. Yep. And then uh, what would you be the advice to entrepreneurs that are looking for starting something and they don't feel that they they can do it? What would you tell them right now in terms of? Uh, uh, advice. Honestly, some of my biggest advice that I cannot wait to share with the world and entrepreneurships uh, or entrepreneurs is, you know, I went for that Grand Slam home run right out the gates, and I'm glad I did. I mean, it, you, know, you reach for the stars, you land, or what is it? You reach for the stars, you land amongst the moon, right? You know, something right, like right, that. Right. Um, so my my biggest thing is, you know, I think in business school they teach you build business plans and then go raise money, right? That's not ever really the plan. The plan should be do something that generates revenue save that money and recycle it into the next thing that's going to generate revenue so and keep growing it so you know if if it's a, a little air machine that puts air in your tires at the gas station right fund it get that thing going get the money out of that then take that money and put it into your next thing and keep doing that barter your way up with with a small cash cow business rather than trying to go straight for it and hope that investors are going to put money into it. That's actually one of the, 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 the things that we teach here at the incubator. And I'm very big supporter of that mm. because I came from the school where we were spent month, literally month dealing with potential investors and slide decks and presentations, people fighting for, I own this, I own that. Yeah. And they have like a minor prototype and maybe a few sales or just a simple proof of concept. And it usually that was a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Ray has, has come to the same conclusion that we have. And then, I mean, we, we didn't we didn't we didn't get, uh, get into any like uh, agreement to say that. Right. That's like a, something that no, is yeah, spontaneous. It's, the reality right? it's a reality. It's something you learn as yeah. you go through it. But it, it sucks. That you have to learn it the hard way. Right. Yeah. You have to earn it a lot. Right? You have to lose money. You have to get in depth. You oh, have to. You, yeah. and, and I think like that's one of the things I see is that people that are hungry for money, they're hungry to be successful. And they're like willing to have the stamina, just like a football player, right? Just being a football player is yep. having a lot of stamina. Yep. Then they are the entrepreneurs that will survive. The rest is just, I think they may just look for a job. Because yeah, it's, it's never, it's, it's never, well, you can always look for a job, but keep your business going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I used yeah. to always say, hey, keep your day job until that, that, that startup or that company is able to pay you four times what that company. Right, 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 right. But the reality is, is you can't do that because you have to be full time on your startup, like eat, sleep, drink. Don't yeah, but but, but in this case, I, th I think you do a very well time management as well because, like I said, you're juggling family, you're juggling uh, Evolux, you're juggling your your other other startups that you yeah. help as well, and for for something that you're you're, you're working on as well. Yep. But uh, what would be your best? Uh, uh, um, let's say like uh, the, what would be the next five years for you for Evolux? Now that let's say like everything is start lining up and the starts are coming back to. So the, right so the excited thing about bringing in the new management team with Matt and, and Matt's father actually has gotten involved and he's, um, you know, a captain for, um, you know, Falcon 9000s and, and large heavy jets. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he brings a, an element to the company, which something, you know, when you have a weakness, you got to try to find a strength that right. complements that. And we found a very interesting business model that is very unique to p other players in our space. Um, 
which I don't know how much I want to get into it right yeah, now. Yeah, no, don't worry about that. Like I think but maybe like just just keep it for yourself. But like, right. but it, but it, but in essence, you're structuring and you're shooting again to relaunch Avalox to get new markets and survive this COVID-19 unfortunate pandemic that we're suffering. Unfortunate, but believe it or not, it's actually helped our industry tremendously. So uh, as much as it hurt us losing all the flights during those months, um, private aviation is actually up 212% this year from last year. And the reason for that is there's the obvious reasons of, you know, people don't want to go to the airport and right. get caught on that. It's a very expensive mode of transport, right? So a lot, not many people can actually afford it. But the airlines already had underserviced certain routes. So you want to go to Austin, Texas, right? Terrible. Want, it's a really tough route because Terrible. if you've only got one flight one day that goes that route, you got to do all these connecting flights. What happens with one of your connecting flights gets canceled? Yeah, no, it's it's, uh, it's getting around the country yeah. right now is tough, and they they scaled down really quickly, but their scale up is going to be really slow. So the the unique aspect of SkyShare, what that actually brings to the market, is we can actually, in certain cases, make private aviation the same price as commercial aviation if you get the people to self aggregate on routes and things like that. So we have a product called SkyShare Groups, mm-hmm. where you can create a group. Um, that's route-based and invite people to it. So if you know a lot of people that weekly w- or we- weekly would go up to Tallahassee during certain periods of the year, you would create football a games. route on there. Football games or legislative sessions or right. whatever it is that you want to go to Tallahassee. Because right now, if you want to go to Tallahassee, you got to fly to Atlanta or Charlotte, do a connecting flight. It's just better, just better drive. <laughs> right, which would take seven and a half, eight hours. Right, but you sp- you'd probably spend the same amount of time at the airport waiting and waiting and waiting and just switching planes or whatever. Right, just but with our system, if you planned ahead and you got other people that wanted to go on the same date and same time by one right. of our SkyShare groups, you'd be spending 800 to to $1,000 a seat round trip on a private jet. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up here. It's a very super interesting. I'm putting a video right now with uh, with Ray flying his one of his helicopters. I think it's one of the Sikorsky ones that he mentioned before. And uh, say bye to our audience, Ray, and like thanks for coming. Thanks for watching yep. Tech Ed TV. Yep, thank you so much, everyone. platform enables regional travelers to plan ahead and reserve FAA commercially certified air carriers to take them